is Real Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Long weekend. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Derek Brandeo, David Sisboombas, Sammy McKee. We've got summer hours. Summer hours, pal. There's worse things than this. Two to three from here on in. I don't know where to start. First of all, I'm I'm going to sound like I'm, I'm I have a lisp. <laughs> yeah, I, there is actually so much to get to. I'm stressed out already. I know. Already I know. I know. Don't, don't. I just want to explain that if I sound a little different, I've I've got a, a an old hockey injury. I've had, but my bottom teeth capped for the last thirty four years. Yeah, and they've been fantastic and, until I bit into something and and broke. Uh, and fractured my tooth underneath the cap. Oh no! And now they got to go dig it out and find it and get rid of it. And uh. I'm I'm in for like I will be in a dentist chair for the next year. I think. Are you? Going... But my buddy Stan promised me he'll fix it. Are you? When are you going to get it fixed? Uh, f- five fifteen. Oh, today. you're going today. Oh yeah. Well, are you coming I'm in gonna, tomorrow? I'm going to start. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I am. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how fat my lips going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But. We'll uh, we'll play it one <laughs> what dentist Kipper? visit at a time. Was it uh, your mom's baklava? What'd you bite into? Ah oh, man, a, ri- was- a rib. But a I might have I might have bit something a little earlier that started the process. A bowl of Werthers, just eating them I like cereal. <laughs> I don't know, There's but we're gonna get through it. We are. We've got uh, uh, one hour to dissect where this Toronto Maple Leaf storyline is at this present moment. You know, I, I started I started Friday's show, and I believe I used the term, if you've been sleeping under a rock <laughs> in the last few hours. See where you're going. <laughs> if you've been sleeping under a rock and you have you know, and you haven't heard, Kyle Dubas is no longer the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. You weren't literally Sleeping under a rock on Friday, but you were close. <laughs> as close as you can. You be. were really close what to sleeping under out? a rock. You know what's funny is so we were away camping, my wife and I. You know, Leafs are out. It's a week later, they've done their presser. Seems like Dubas coming back. Safe time to go. Uh, so we turned my phone off. Our, our moms were in town, watched the kids. I turned my phone right off. So when I powered it back on Saturday morning to oh drive home, God. I was like, oh, come on. And then I've been consuming so, everything possible. So since. you were literally the last guy to know in Toronto. Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> you, and I've just picked my job off the floor. You could be in broadcasting for the next 70 years and you won't ever get a day like that. Gifted a GM of the team I've been covering for like a decade, <laughs> fired in really unbelievable fashion. And I was toasting marshmallows. <laughs> like... <laughs> Not that the the leaf misery is, is something that we can gloat about, right? But there's just a from, lot to from a dissect. from a broadcasting perspective. That was the greatest theater you could ever find for, Thanks, for live content or or live <laughs> Thanks, pal. radio podcast. I don't know, Sammy. I will say this: at least I got the Dubas presser, which also was full of great drama. Okay. So I got the Dubas side of it. Where, where would where would Friday, Monday to Friday, rank for you, Sammy? I it's in it's number it's number one. I think 
I, you know, I had some night shows where I did after the Jays made all those trades in 2015 where they got Tulowitzki and they got all those guys and that was like that, and they got David Price. I remember doing an evening show producing with Roger Lajoie, taking calls and all that kind of stuff. I worked the Toronto Raptors championship broadcast when they won, so that's obviously up there. But I just, I've never, like the second Shani sat down to start that press conference, I looked into there at Gordon and, and Kipper with just this look on my face. Because the way he walked out there, the way he sat down, the tone he started with, yeah, it was pretty clear pretty quickly. I've watched it a couple go- times now. It was going to be something different than we're used to with the Leafs. Yeah. Right? Like, it was pretty clear. Okay, we are on the clock for an hour show now from here on end. So I I say, JB, you're, you're going to be our, our grapes in his heyday where... Something can break on a Monday or Tuesday, but we just cannot put it to bed until we heard from Grapes on a Saturday night. You are that guy right now. We need to hear from you for the first time. And someone that has worked with Kyle Dubas mm-hmm. under the Marlies. I mean, where do you want to start on this story? I will start with disappointment at how weak the whole thing is. It is weak in every aspect to me, Kip. Like, Dubas looks weak. Shanahan looks weak. The whole thing to me, pathetic's a bit much, but not one person to me dug in and made a decision. Like, there were hard decisions to be made. Shanahan and MLSE could have said, we don't want Kyle Dubas. We've decided the success wasn't there. It's not enough. He's gone. They could have said, we want him. He's our guy. Got to have them. You know, we've left ourselves with no choice at this point. Got to have them. They didn't decide either way. Dubas could have said, I want to be here. This is my everything. And he didn't. He could say, I want to go. This isn't it for me. And he didn't. And everyone comes off looking wishy-washy and emotional. And where you're looking for professionals and leaders, everyone came out looking worse. Yeah, no one can argue with that. That's, I think that's truly bang on. Well, that's good. Because it's, I've had a lot of time to think about this. But I am truly, like, I, I can't, I know that my understanding is you rightfully, by the way, went pretty good at Dubas and the decisions he made on Friday. Um, yes. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, for, for me, it, my, the emotions caught up to me. And, you know, just from a someone that's been around the game for so long, and, listen, he... He had the the dream job. Like there, there was just a part of me that could check being a broadcaster aside, and just saying, Kyle, like you know, yeah. not that I would physically wring your neck, but I would in <laughs> in in any other way possible. Right. That to say, what are you doing? Yeah. Okay. If in fact, and and a lot starting to surface now because we know Kyle had a lot of friends in the media, and there's pro. Kyle Dubas here, and then there's not. Yeah. But the sense is a lot of people that are pro-Kyle are are spinning this theory that he wanted more control, he wanted more uh, autonomy, he was he was frustrated with uh, how slow the process was to get his message across, like all of that. Mm-hmm. And again, just to go back to why I would say to him, well, what are you doing? Is that like, you're, you're not 55, 60 and you know, you're, you're looking at, you know, the back end of your career. You've right. got the whole, your whole career ahead of you. 
so it's not perfect. So at times you are told no. Yeah. We answer to bosses here. Yeah. Right? There's, you know, 50. Ryan, there's Dan, there's, you know, go up the food chain, yeah. Greg Sansoni. Those guys come and tell you yes or no on something. Like, then that's the answer. Mm -hmm. That's called, you know, uh, a pecking order. That's called the... Uh, you know, the, the chain of command. Yeah. I don't know what you want to phrase it, but that's the way it works. Yeah. And Kyle, if, if, if you, if you were tired about not having more leeway, then, then use your right to exercise the last year of your deal and move on. Yes. But it didn't need to get this ugly. And, and to me, it was almost, you know, like, ah, you know, it's not exactly how I want it, but maybe it would be if you paid me more, or if I had this, you know, as you mentioned, more autonomy or whatever it may be. And then it goes to the other side where, you know, Shanahan had left himself in a position with, it had to be Kyle or the franchise to stand here holding the bag with no GM and huge decisions to make in 40 days. And he got emotional. And he got his feelings hurt by, you know, Kyle wanting to go about things differently or wanting more money or whatever. But they left themselves in a position where you can't afford to get emotional and let the guy go because now you're you're the one who's the president of the team and, and you got nothing. I think doing that, interviews. I think that's the where I feel differently today than I did on Friday when it happened would just be how I'm looking at Shanahan. And I thought that, like, the early narrative was he was getting kind of a pass in terms of this. But I do think that he plays a pretty big part in this as well in terms of, like you said off the top there, Borny, it not looking good on either side. I think ultimately, you know, he he is the guy at the top of this thing where you say, okay, you know, that's where you needed your leadership to come from. And I think a lot of people understand why he was frustrated at, at Dubas and why I could see, by the way, the way it played out, making me mad as well. But that's when you're the you're the guy yeah. at the top, and it it can't show. You know, you have to just yeah, dig in and keep I, that behind closed I, doors. I, I did a hit on breakfast tele television today with with Sid, and I uh, to your point, I, I I just said, listen, at the end of the day, Kyle's gone. You're interviewing, but this is on Brendan Shanahan's watch. The buck is supposed to stop with him. Yeah. This this was left open and vulnerable for a potential blow-up. And to your point, it was it was on his watch. So he has to be held accountable to say that this was what presidents are supposed to avoid. Yes, that's exactly how I feel. And I think at the start of last year, the board probably said, we yeah. don't want to sign him, and maybe Brendan did, but... That at that point you have to say we either have to sign him or not keep him. I, said, I, I do hold Brendan accountable because he is the president, but this was started by Kyle. This well, it was started when he didn't get a contract. No extension. No, it was started Monday. It was started Monday. No. Yes. I'm uh, listen. Anything that started uh, without a contract is just business it's just business it is business but the business people left themselves holding the bag which is fine and if you're kyle and you want to say okay um i'm not happy and to your point you know we talked about this all year yeah is he stubborn enough to say you know what i'll go somewhere else 
But that's not the way it played out, JB. It played out much differently because of the way Kyle acted on Monday. Like at the end of the day, however, they, Brendan Shanahan as president came to the conclusion, I want to offer you a, uh, a five-year deal and I'm going to pay you four plus million mm-hmm. and I've got 22 million, 25 million on the table. Here it is. However, he arrived to that. It's his right as president to give it to you in September. It's his right to give it to you in January. It's, it's his right to give it to you a week after the season's over. That's his prerogative. He is the president. He is in control. If you choose to not accept it, mm-hmm. then just do it quietly and then go on your way and say, we could not come to terms. If, if the news came out that Brendan Shanahan wanted him back, but Kyle said, uh, we couldn't come to terms and that's why I left, no one would have said boo. It would have been, oh, Brendan blew it. Or no, the best thing that Brendan did was not give him his contract mm-hmm. because he's never been uh, ever a guy that threatened to uh, take the team to a Stanley Cup final or win the Stanley Cup and he doesn't deserve it. And you would have had that 50-50, but it wouldn't have been ugly like this. When Kyle decided to play games mm-hmm. and overplay his hand yeah. is when this thing got ugly. It's when it got ugly, Kip. But if it's his prerogative to offer him that money when he offered him the money. But when you drag the year out and you say, we don't know if we want you. We don't know. We'll just see how the year goes and then we'll make our, it's my prerogative. I'll give it to you when I want. Yeah. They get to March and they say, I think, you know, we think we're ready. We think we're, we're probably ready to do this. And then you're like, okay, you know, we're going to do what we've got, Kyle. And then you don't get a deal done and all of a sudden it's May. You, your prerogative has left you so if that guy does what you're talking about, gets emotional, makes it whatever, then all of a sudden the only option you've left yourself is gone. So you've left yourself no avenues or no plan because you've decided to kick it down the road. If you're going to kick it down the road, you better have plans. Yeah. If your one plan doesn't work out because you're the president. That's what happens now. Now the focus is off Kyle and now it's all on Brendan. And the other thing I said uh, today on on the morning show was he needs to fix it. Mm -hmm. It's a mess right now. Uh, It's got people talking about Ballard years and all of that in the 80s. And no, Brendan, you're the president. The buck stops with you. You have to fix this now. And apparently sure. he'll he'll get he'll get his opportunity when he hires whoever he hires. I just can't imagine a world kept though where you're like, okay, Brad Tree Living, you're a guy. This is Sandra. She's your secretary. This is you know whoever. Um, uh, trade Mitch Marner. You got thirty days. You know, like I just you don't even know where your office is. It just so my point here is that the things you may have wanted to do to the physical roster, you already hear them saying Shanahan talked to the team. Now it may be more likely that all four of the core members come back and maybe they trade them later. I mean, you can't those guys have no trade clauses. So all of a sudden they'll have leverage. The teams you're trading with will have leverage. You put your team in a worse spot. No, no, no question about that. And it's not who's at fault more and who it's Both not it doesn't matter you, you 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 hit it right on the nail at the beginning of the show where you say hey guys there's blood on both hands here yeah. and listen i'm i get the kyle stuff too it was very strange to me the more i thought about it to go up there in that press conference unless he's trying to kind of haggle which i know you touched talked about you know using that press conference as a bit of negotiating doing the whole i don't know if i want to be here i don't know Maybe if the pot's sweet enough. And I'm, I get the idea here where it's like, 
Yeah, but does it need to be perfect to be the president of the GM or sorry, the GM of the Leafs at age 37 after not making it past the second round? Like maybe maybe it can be not perfect for a bit more. Oh my goodness. You know? Absolutely. Like so he's trying to create this extra leverage. Yep. Which, you know, obviously blew up in his face and so, you know, it kind of reminds me of like a a divorce where both people are like I want 55-45. And instead of doing that, they end up giving a third to the lawyers going to court. No one gets what they want. It's it's a mess. It's no leadership here. It's just uh, again, it, it's it's not uncommon for someone to leave at the end of his contract, i.e., a player. Uh, in this case, a general manager. It just didn't need to play out like this, so publicly. No. And again, if if. If Brendan Shanahan was this controlling, then Kyle doesn't even get the opportunity to go up on the podium on Monday. Like, Brendan told him, you, don't go up. There's yeah, wait really, till we got wait, answers. Don't, don't go yeah. up. No, no, no. I'm going up. Like, could could your boss or my boss stop us from doing something here? Uh, yeah. But Brent, Brendan, <laughs> Brendan didn't stop. He didn't stop Kyle. From going up. Right. Kyle said, I'm not taking your advice, Brennan. Even though you're my president and I answer to you, I'm not taking your advice. So all of a sudden, all these stories come out about being this control freak and not allowing him to do stuff and trades. And I'm like, was there really a lot of uh, evidence of that with some of the moves that he made? Like... You know, like... I mean, this trade deadline, you yourself said several times, it looked more like Brendan than Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no question about yeah. that. But, you know, maybe maybe he saw the light this time around. Yeah. That he can't win with the playoffs. I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, I'm just... We're, we're just when you got two hours, as you know, we throw stuff out there. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, you know, Brendan Shanahan and uh, the late um, Brian Marchment we're, we're buddies. Like, yeah. you traded him. He traded his son for Malgin. Like, that doesn't have Brendan's fingerprints all over it. He no. had freedom to go get Matt Murray. It felt it he, felt like the freedom was getting taken away. Well, you had, I mean, half the roster was Sue Greyhounds for a little while there. It seems like he had a bit of freedom. Right. Which, if you're starting to lose that freedom, you're starting to take it away from the GM. The second to me... You're saying I need to, you know, vet my GM's decision making. You might need a new GM, well, and that might be time for the definitive decision to have been made earlier. I, I think, regardless of how we got here, in terms of this week and the weirdness and everything that Kyle was that he laid out in his press conference and Brendan laid out in his press conference, like I don't think this is a bad result. Like, they have not gotten what they should have gotten for over five seasons now with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, regardless, maybe there's no plan. Maybe there's panic time in terms of getting these guys signed or traded or whatever. But to me, like, this was a long enough time seeing somebody's plan to not have any results for there to be a new person running the team. Like, I don't think – like, I know what everyone's worries are, and I know that looking ahead, the unknown seems scary – but I don't feel like it's not merited for him to be gone regardless of how it happened. I don't no. think anyone's making that case. Yeah. No, I am making that case. I'm making that case because 
the decision was made from a weakness, not a strength. And that, that, that affects me about where this thing's headed. It is, the Leaf season ended May 12th. I think it's the 23rd today or something like that. They have, they're doing interviews still for this position with a very tight timeline, like this Austin Matthews deal and the no trade clauses. You know, I know Brandon said he's not going to rush things, but you kind of got to rush things. So your point, Sammy, if he fires him on May 13th with a plan, it makes sense. Well, that tells you everything you need to know on how surprised he was. He thought he had his general manager at the beginning of the week. And if you are that sure that you think that, you better you better be right. That's a very valid point. But we'll see where, where it lies ahead. Now, Kyle Dubas did release a statement for the first time since being let go. Sammy, you want to read it? Sure. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> <clears throat> While I understand there's interest surrounding the circumstances of my departure, I will not get into the specifics of what I consider to be reasonable and consistent but private discussions. In the, day, uh, in the days that I felt needed to assess and evaluate my own uh, view to the future, both with my respect to the necessary direction of the club and ensuring that I had the full support of my family for what I knew would be required in the offseason and the years to follow, the organization, as is their right to do, decided to go in a different direction. In the nine seasons since being afforded the opportunity to work with in the National Hockey League for the Toronto Maple Leafs, we have had the chance to learn a lot and have grown significantly through the ups and downs. We have watched our family double in size while developing meaningful relationships which will last a lifetime. It was an honor to be able to work in such an inspiring place with dedicated, loyal people and an extremely passionate fan base. The impact of that and the relationships with all the people at MLSE from the board of directors through the ushers at Scotiabank Arena will forever hold a dear place in our hearts. To the players, coaches, and staff at the facility each day, past and present, Thank you for your passion and commitment at every step of the journey together. It was a tremendous pleasure to work alongside you each day. We will roll from here, the Dubas family. Now, when he signed the Dubas family, did he dip his kid's hand in paint and put a handprint on it? Jeez. I used to do that all the time. <laughs> yes, for signed, my, for my signed by Theo. Parents and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, anytime I sometimes I'll draw a little paw for Lewis. Um, clearly, first of all, my first thought is this is a good move by Kyle. You, you gotta say something. Well, no, he's saying something without saying something. Took the high saying road. something. Took the high road. Well, not really. Kinda. No. Higher. Higher is I don't want to go into more detail that could maybe paint me in a further corner than I already am. That's what I also see. Mm. What I do see here is just one last shot of giving Brendan uh, a nice parting gift of that I don't, I'm not airing uh, private discussions like you did on Friday. That's what I see. You know what, uh, what part stands out to me is, you know, him kind of framing it as... I was just taking the time. You know, they're allowed to offer me a contract when they like. I was just, during the window in which I was taking my time to make a decision, they changed their mind. You know, the way that it's kind of being framed is like, he was just taking his time to before putting pen to paper, and yeah, then, see, then I, they flipped I on. heard Monday a guy that had doubts about being a Toronto Maple Leaf general manager on Monday. That's what I heard. That you didn't, you, you, yeah. you lost faith in leading our hockey club. Yeah. And once you 
throw that out there. There ain't going back. You know, it's funny. Like, do you truly believe that he went into that press conference knowing he was going to talk about some uncertainty about returning purely for a leverage standpoint? Or do you think it was, I don't want to call it immaturity or whatever, but just a guy who went up there to talk about a situation and just couldn't help but tell the truth about his family situation? I haven't got a clue. I don't know the man well enough to answer that. But it sounded like whatever issues that he had uh, with his family got fixed with a new package of terms for Brendan by Thursday. Yeah, and that's, you know, could be part of Kyle seeing that I'm his only option now this late. Like, suddenly I have leverage. And as you mentioned, overplaying that hand. That's interesting. You know, and that's... Surely to God he won't hire fire me right now before all the stuff is about to happen. Right, what's he going to do? Do interviews late in May? I just, I, I, again, all of this could have and should have been done behind closed doors. Like... It I would just, have loved someone just, to dig in and make you know, a choice. And, and everybody talked. You know, we didn't really talk about it, but behind the scenes, we did publicly. We didn't talk about. You know, is there a fractured relationship between Kyle and Brendan? Remember? Oh yeah, that was like, a big one. That was it. Was a Brendan big one. Brendan seemed to try to make it clear that like well, we've been fine, even well, if it's even, not been even, perfect. Even Kyle at the beginning of his press conference. Uh, said that I I, I got to be here by myself. This is I got to stand on my own two feet. Yeah. Something of that regards. Yeah. In in that regard, and that's all you kind of thought it was. Is after six or seven years or nine years in the organization that Kyle doesn't need Brendan sitting beside him in the press box or he doesn't need him holding his hand. Yeah. So so what do you make of all the stuff coming out about everyone in the you know players and people being well unhappy? Let's. Uh, you want to go to the players or uh, just the one that caught me a little off guard was Jason Spezza. That he just stepped down immediately? Immediately. That's and it. like, I, I get that you're a Kyle guy, but no one wants to be someone else's guy. Someone, everybody ultimately wants to stand yeah. on their own two feet. Right. And everything that I heard about Jason Spezza was great. Yeah. That he's hardworking, he wants to learn, he's, he loves it, he, he shares, you know, his, his experience of being on the ice with still probably 70, 80% of the guys in the league, 90, like he was an asset, right. he had no problem going to the Marlies and working his ass off there, and he, he, was, he was starting to really build towards uh, Traverse City for, you know, the, the rookie uh, games. Yep. So there was real movement there. There's real growth there. Why on the first opportunity do you, first of all, just go into that that war that war zone between Kyle and Brendan? Well, why don't it's you, clear why to me. Why don't you step back and let that thing sort out? And if you still want to step back, do it like you're standing on your own two feet, that you're not riding Kyle's coattails. To me, it's a statement he must have seen some things that Brendan said and did that he just didn't agree with morally. He didn't want to be a part or didn't want to work for someone who was doing or saying the things, whatever it was, that Shanahan was doing. was saying, you know, if you're going to hose Kyle this bad, in his opinion, then I don't want to be here either. Wow. Wow. I'd, yeah. Like, 
What could be so bad other than, no, I'm not allowing you to do that? I don't know. I, it's, it's a, to me, it's an awful look for Spatsitis to leave right away. Well, I, I don't know. I, I truly think that this is... Well, I, we, don't, we don't know what happened, right. but from the outside looking in, it's all we can do. We talk about it every day on the radio. My perception of it is it's a bad look to just immediately leave. You were given a job first year out of the league with the premier franchise in the, in the league, your hometown team. And it's like the one guy, like, don't you want to maybe move up Listen, or something? He's the only one who made a decision. He's the only person with the balls to make a decision. Yeah. He mm. said, I, I don't want to be a part of what's going on here. So see ya. And also. Oh, listen, if you got 90 million bucks in the bank, you, you can, can do anything yeah, you want. He's right? rich as hell. You, you got to believe Brendan Shanahan's doing okay, guys. You, you, yeah, you yeah. can make any decisions. Yeah. yeah. You can, yeah. I, I just think, but, hey, you know what else, too? There's a team up the road here in, uh, in Ottawa that could use some management. You know, I don't know if it would be Kyle or Jason with Kyle or Jason whatever, but. Uh. You could talk about Pittsburgh. You can talk about Ottawa. You can, you know, there's different ways. And I got to think, like, again, just sitting here going into the following week, I'm like, did Kyle absolutely throw 20 plus million dollars US back in their face and not have a plan B? I, I kind of think he doesn't have a plan B, but I, I think he does have a plan B. You think so? You do? I do. Yeah. I do. And, it just points to Pittsburgh for me. It's a lot easier to say, I'm not going to pop up somewhere when you intend to stay in Toronto, right? Like that's, I think, was the intent. Yeah, but, but I thought that was a lie the second he said it. Okay. So the, like I, that was, I never took that for gospel for one second. Yeah. Did you guys? No. I don't believe you. Yeah. No. I, I, I don't know why you would throw that out there. No, it's, yeah, it's to me it like that, implied something more. Like, Monday was so weird. It was a weird day. It was a great day, though. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just think that every time Kyle says something moving forward, it's like uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not popping up anywhere else. This, you know, this year or this summer. Well, the claim he can make is that for sure it fell apart any, in he, a way that he, he didn't he, anticipate. He can make any claim he wants. Right. But, you know, perhaps. You should have thought of that before you uttered those words because yeah. people hold you to your word. Yeah. So then what about the other people that are apparently upset Who? with this? Well, some of the players apparently, like there's reports coming out that there's a lot of uneasiness. Well, there should be because they're listen, about to bring listen, in someone new and make listen. new decisions. Okay. Watching them in the second round was uneasiness. For a lot of people yeah, be nice if they in the city, this uh, so I don't, I don't get free. this. I don't get this. You lost to a team that was twenty nineteen points behind you in the standings that you should have mopped up, and you've got uneasiness in the meetings. Really, who make who who comes up with this stuff? <laughs> Seriously, people so, write this. I guess these are reported, Sa Sammy. Yeah, yeah. There's lots of reports out there about it. This is a uh, this is a joke. Juice your source season for reporters out there. I heard, uh, and then you uh, mentioned all the names. How, your about pals. The, how about the one where apparently Brandon Shanahan called the core four and said that uh, you know you're not going anywhere. Did you? Is that one out there too? I, I, not yeah. that you're not going anywhere. Where? Was it? Wasn't it that like he let them know? Did well, he said that you guys will all be back. Yeah, I promise. <laughs> I pinky is, swear. Is that what's being reported? <laughs> yeah, it's been mentioned. Okay, like, again, 
why would Brendan throw that out there and and paint himself into a corner here? Like, does that make any sense no, at all? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. If that's the case that that he, that was said to those guys, and I can't believe it would be. I just can't believe it would, would have been said to those guys because you're talking about starting over here, starting totally differently. You can't like, tell those guys are going All back. bets are off. Yes. I, I We talked about this prior. But uh, if Austin Math- this, Matthews just, tells them in three weeks he doesn't know what he's going to do after the season, you got some choices to make. That. That shouldn't be a surprise to anybody. That didn't just sneak up on you. And that didn't no, just but, happen. But, but you that know who's not been thinking about it? The guy who doesn't work here yet. We've talked about this for a year. And then every time we did, people would freak out that we're starting crap. Who's people? Me? <laughs> right? Listen, we're me. better why, prepared why are you talking for the about decision. That? You don't know what you're talking about. You're just uh, clickbaiting and uh, you just want a, a hot takes. And it's like, oh, now everybody's bringing it up? Yeah. Okay, like you didn't see it prior to all of this, but now that Kyle's gone, it's a huge concern that that Austin may leave yeah. because Kyle's not here. Might be one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard in my life that a player will only sign if he gets a certain general manager. Yeah, it's yeah. Are you committed ludicrous. to being a leaf, or you're not committed to being a leaf. Here's the biggest contract in the history of hockey. Oh, it's a different guy offering me this. I, I think I'm gonna say no. Yeah. Like if that's the case, then you're don't still, goodbye anyway. Yeah, exactly. You're still getting warm cookies at the end of the meal if it's a different GM. Don't worry. Like all of this. But, but I'm telling you, we have talked Matthew about signed. this. We have beat this up in this room far more than the guy who is not yet the GM of the Leafs has not thought about what to do with these contracts and how to move the change the core of this team and whatever. So, you know, not great, Bob. And it's coming not off of MVP season. It's not coming off of 60 goals. It's not coming off of discussions like, hey, who's better, McDavid or Matthews? It's coming off of, how really good is this guy? Is he a, is he a leader? Certainly, can you win with this guy? Certainly, Dubas believed it. You tell me how you can you can go from a conversation of can you win with this guy to the highest paid player in NHL history? Not easy for Brendan, who's been here forever, or the new guy who's coming in to be the general manager. You're telling me he's going to make that decision in six weeks? <laughs> yes, I am telling you that. Yeah, he is. He's going to make that decision within six weeks, and he's going to potentially trade him within six weeks. Uh, good luck with that one. Yeah. Oh, I know. No, it's – and, you know, someone may the, – the one guy who I love as a GM in the NHL whose name keeps coming up is Doug Armstrong. Yeah. Doug Armstrong, while in the playoff hunt, traded Paul Stastny. While in a playoff hunt, traded Kevin Shattenkirk. One of the years they won the Stanley Cup when they did that. He makes hard decisions – and, you know, I know he's under contract till 25, 26. Oh, is that like a throwaway comment? Yeah. That's, that's like, pretty oh, important. And, and, oh, yeah. I'm not he, saying that he's likely to come here. I'm saying okay. he's the guy I like. Careful, because there's a lot of people writing about Doug Armstrong. Like, it's like this close to happening. Yeah. And it's just he's like. He's happy with the contract. Like, God, he works great, for another team. I'm just saying he's the guy I there's like. There's an ownership out there. Yes. He's loyal to Stillman and all of them. He's one cup there. Why would I give up a major asset in my organization to the Leafs to go win their Stanley Cup 
And what happens to my season ticket holders and fan base and, yeah. and my players? Take someone that we regard as a leader in our organization, hand them over to the Leafs, and what? And what, what What do we get? Sounds like that it's a Doug Armstrong out. I have no idea, by the way. But I have read that it would be Doug's choice, that sort of thing. I'm not saying he's coming here. I'm saying of the available candidates, Listen, Brad if, Tree if Living a, just traded the guy who's going to win a cup for Florida and hasn't made it out of the second if, round. If there's an, like him too, but... If, if there's an out there and, you know, Doug was able to go to his ownership group when he extended his contract a few years ago and said, I, I need something because my dream job is a general manager or lead the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. If I can just, if there is a possibility that Toronto opens up, will you leave it for me? If that's already done and said, then good on him. And there is an opportunity for Doug Armstrong to come. Yeah. But if there is nothing, if I'm an owner, I'm sitting there going, scram, beat at Toronto. For sure. If they have the say, then no reason for them to do that. By the way, I do want to clarify that I think Tree Living is a good GM and I know Kachuk forced his hand and yada, yada. Oh. But, and, and everybody that's now using that trade as to throw in his face as one that he screwed up was lauding him for what a great job he did when he made it. So I can't imagine having done a better job with the asset oh, no, he had like, to move. I just see that so much well, now where people are like, oh, you know, he... Huberto was a, a big miss. So far. Yeah, that's oh, fair. But, that's fair. He can come back and play well and maybe score 100 points. But that one uh, that one's going to be a hard one to... To look yeah, back on. I just don't know how you trade one of the guy who's literally a Hart Trophy finalist this year and get better. You know, like I thought, I thought he did well in that trade, but that's not his whole tenure so as GM that, or anything. Kipper, in your opinion, is that the favorite for living? Do you have any indication? Anything you heard? Like what? Do you, what? Do you, which way? Do I you would think. think I would think right now. Yeah, he'd probably be at the top of the list in terms of uh, of someone coming in as early as I don't know, three days, five days, seven days. But I don't get the sense that they're going to really rush into this. And then there's, you know, we know that there was a press conference that just hap, ha, uh, happened in Calgary or it's happening now in it's, Craig Conroy. It's at 2 o'clock. Listen, I had heard that they pretty much had Craig Conroy all along. Mm -hmm. uh, but you you got to make it look like you're doing your due diligence. For you sure. can't go too early and have a knee-jerk reaction. And I think if they were to name Brad Tree Living tomorrow... People would be like, who'd people you talk are, to? People are going to knock knock them. I would. Yeah, I know you would. And I would probably too. I'm yeah. like, come on. Like, listen to people. Right. Bring them in. Someone have any new ideas out there? Exactly. Yeah. So I I, I do believe that this won't happen you know, in, in, in a few days. Can I weigh in on something of a grander scale? I think that this whole thing is a learning experience or an education for me anyway in the value of experience. You know, I'm not sure that how, you know, Kyle learned on the job, right? You, you yourself, Kip, have said he did better as he went along. You know, that, a lot of the Malgan stuff and Nick Patan, and uh, that was earlier days. He started looking for a sort of a heavier type of player. I know some of the new, the younger, you know, first-time AHL coaches they had, the Marley staff has all been let go. I know that, you know, some of the inexperience showed there. You know, there is... This is a tough place to learn on the job in Toronto for hockey. He's had like a, a lifetime Kyle. Of, of real experiences in nine years He's here. He's so much more valuable that, that now. That he could take anywhere and say, 
my nine years in Toronto is like 20 of yours in Carolina or or Arizona. And that's why or, he's like a top prospect now. He's the most valuable guy available. Yeah. Within reason here, yeah. right? And I, I think it was just too much too soon for him. I, you know, I never would have agreed with you at the time. It's I can see now some of the things that you know would have been, and he took some time, and in in a year where you're just finishing your fifth as a general manager, it should have gotten uh, easier, right? He should have he should have gotten calmer. He actually went the other way. We saw a raw motion out of him. Mm. The fus to call the it de- desperation. I the, think the, at that point. The, the fus to the fans really bothered me. Mm-hmm. If I'm Brendan Shanahan, or if I'm on the board, like I'm going, that's our guy. That's our leader. The guys are the guys on the ice know who their opponents are. Can someone explain to Kyle Dubas that that fan isn't yeah. our opponent? Yeah. He's why are you wasting your your energy and your time on that? That's not, that's not it. Throwing water bottles is not it. Looking unhinged on your press conference on Monday isn't it. He was actually, he was going in the wrong direction for me. Yeah. And you know what else, Kip, is I think he prioritized in his hiring around him, like diversity, um, you know, encouraged, it was encouraged. He did a great job. And the, the Maple Leafs under his tenure, I think, did a great job at encouraging diversity within the organization and everything. But he didn't surround himself with diversity of thought. All the people around him think hockey should be played like him, whether it's Spezza or it's Daryl Metcalf or, or Pridham. You know, all those guys want it to be played the way Kyle wants hockey to be played. Okay, they, there's a term for that. They're called yes men. Sure. Yeah, yeah. and that's kind of where I'm going. I don't. I think he'd have done well having someone beside him who really feels differently about the way the game is played and should be played. And I don't know that he did that. I don't know if Brendan did that. Sure, great point. He had one in Mark Hunter. Yeah, and I think you need a little. You need people to disagree in the office. Say, here's why you're wrong about that. Here's why. Yeah, I don't think they wanted those guys around. Well, by the end, they didn't have them around. So that's your answer. Well, boys, we only get to talk for an hour, so we should probably oh. go here. Okay. You got anything for us? We got to do it. We'll do it after the break. Okay. Playoff picks coming up. Perfect. Real Kipper and Born. After these words. Kipper and Board on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Summer edition. Yeah. One hour. Uh, two to three Eastern. And like that first 40 just flew by. I can't well, believe before that we get to Before we get to playoff picks, you feel any differently about the Leafs after what uh, Bobrovsky's doing to the Carolina Hurricanes? Because I'm seeing a ton of that from more dubious leaning Leaf fans. Look at uh, and it changes nothing for me. By the way, look at look how like Carolina can't score. We thought the Leafs couldn't score. Yeah. Carolina is can't like score. can't score. Bobrovsky looks unbelievable. He's dropping his stick to make but blocker saves. He, he's he's not making the amount of ten bell saves he was making against the Leafs against Carolina. He's made a couple really good ones, but I think the Leafs had better quality chances against them he's, than Carolina since has. Overtime started. I think he's like. 
stopped 101 out of 102 or 100 out of 101, something ridiculous. Yeah, yeah the Cats are also 6-0 and in OT, which is not hurting. They're 10-1 and in their last 11 games. Yeah. Well, that's a, I saw an article today, with all due respect to Mark Lazarus, who I like a lot. It was like, the Cats are doing it differently. They're doing it by having fun. I was like, oh. no, they keep winning. Yeah, they They're win every game. 3 yeah. Guess what's really fun? Run. Winning they, every game. They can't do anything wrong. No, I know. It just works. And so, to you, Sam, every year, has the team who beat the Leafs not gone on to great things? Well, yeah, but it's like, you know, I would be more, list, I'd be ready to listen to this if it wasn't for them getting quote-unquote, goalie in all these other series. Maybe, you know, right. look yourself in the mirror. Price. Last Vasilevsky. year, Tampa goes to the final. Year before, Montreal, Montreal. went to the final. Again, just, okay. I've, I've, I've used this. Like, just switch the goalie. Okay. As much as we crap all over sometimes the Leafs roster, I'm yeah. like, you know, can you win with Kerfoot? Just, <laughs> just. <laughs> is that my, is that my impression? <laughs> just switch the goalies. Yeah. Give, well, give the Leafs Bobrovsky and give them anything they want. Well, you better hope this other kid's a wall of famer because he's going to be their goalie. Uh, next right. Can we talk about that just briefly? Yes, quick. please. Let's quick, quick. Like, cool is the Jets on Wall Joseph Wall being your number one goalie. Can you just can you just bring him along and and give him thirty games to see where it goes? Have you been to Toronto? Yeah. Uh, like, no. It's just <laughs> come on. It's just crazy talk. The guy, they stick him back in junior to, or not junior, with the Marlies to, and he gets lit, lit up in the last game. They got knocked out 8-4 or something. Did he? Yeah. Gave up a quick TD. Okay. So, come on. Like, don't don't throw this guy into the Wolves, please. It's going to be Sammy and him all over. All right. It's time for Playoff Picks, presented by Bet365. Visit the app for the latest odds. We haven't talked about this in a while, so I thought I would check in on the cons, my favorites. And I have to say that I am sick to my stomach looking at what Bobrovsky is now. Oh, boy. he's obviously the big-time favorite now, plus 225. Oh. Remember when we talked about it? Like, no. We talked about it during the Leafs series. And was it, was it like, giant? It was like 40. Yeah. <laughs> Yeesh. A little bit of a whoopsie there. So this next one, I have to ask you this. I can't believe they posted this on Bet365. It's an incredible bet to make. You can now bet on the Stanley Cup handoff. Oh, can you? So who the cup is going to get handed off to? Who do you think the favorite is? What's stopping? What's what's? Oh, I don't know. Kimber. What's stopping like uh, like players from getting their buddies to lay bets and then <laughs> just sending it up themselves? Yeah, it's a fair question. So who do you think the favorite is? I think the favorite has got to be since the Panthers are most most likely to win it. Who's the oldest guy in the Panthers? Is it like Ekblad or something? Who's the captain there? <laughs> you, Barkov. Barkov to Ekblad. Barkov to Ekblad. No, it's Bobrovsky's the favorite. Yeah, of course Plus it is. Plus 300. And the next one is Jonathan Marcheseau, which is an interesting one. Because I guess they would, that he's been there the longest, that he's an original member of the of the Golden Knights, and he's, he's been 30s. through a lot. So a he was mascot. the next favorite. What kind of odds could I get? <laughs> Not just, Carlton. Went, just went to the mascot. <laughs> I I think I think the 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 interesting one here is I guess William Carlson at twelve to one, who's a guy that's been there forever, might be a little bit of decent value for you. And Eric Stahl, who's twenty to one. Oh, and that's an interesting one too. Probably, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's been there forever, and you know. He yeah. put, so there you go. That was just thought that was a little something a little bit unique for you guys. So um, my, my Jacob Slavin pick not looking real good. Uh, he's not on here right now. <laughs> Old slaves. Right. Uh, they they've only given up two goals a game. I know. And Freddie. Can't blame Freddie. No. Ah, Sammy. I can't score either. Can't blame Freddie. Should have had that one on Reinhardt. It was a good, you know, should have had it. No, I can't blame him. He's been excellent. All right. 
couple more things quickly before we go. You can bet on when the series will end, obviously. I was looking at the Carolina and Florida series. It's hard to bet against the sweep right now, the way that Bobrovsky's playing, but if you, it's obviously a massive favorite, minus 115 for it to end in a sweep. But if you think the Canes can find a way to make it a series, maybe win a couple games, it's plus 500 for the series to end in six games. So maybe they win a couple, maybe win on home ice, go back and, you know, so that's how that could go. Anyways, the last thing, same game parlay for tonight. Stars Knights, if you think the Stars get back into the series, a Stars win with a Rupe Hints goal pays plus 260. See, I would take that. And that's playoff picks presented Dallas by Bet365. I think so, too. Yeah. yeah, Dallas winning tonight. Rupe's the guy. It's crazy. The Florida Panthers, they have 10 wins in 11 games. Every single game but one has been a one-goal win. So, sorry, one of them was an empty netter. So, they, it was a technically two-goal. But then there's another game they won by two. To me... This All is the, one goal wins. Rupe Hints is the ultimate example of guy playing in a weird hockey market. If Rupe Hints played in Montreal, he'd be on every CCM billboard. <laughs> yeah, oh, Rupe Hints is amazing. He's a mule. Big, he is fast, such a great scores. player. Yeah, like he's my probably my favorite guy left to watch. I love Rupe Hints, and he's got one of the best handles in the league. Rupe. Rupe. Yeah, I'd like to see Dallas come back and make a series of this. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we've been getting good games, right? At least we're getting overtimes yep. out of it. What'd you think of Kachuk Sally leaving the rink right I love it. That's Me my too. favorite Sally you can, yeah. can do. Absolutely love it. We're not going to stay here and make a scene. Right to the room. <laughs> See you later, guys. Hey, our thanks to nobody. No <laughs> guests today. Yeah. Just us. Thank my, my, absolutely <laughs> nobody. Best show all right, booked we're all back year. tomorrow. Real Kipper and Born. Enjoy your night, everybody.